Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this edition of Leading Through Unprecedented Times. So excited for this episode. With us today is Matt Miller, an incredible superintendent in Ohio, as well as the lead advisor for our Future Ready District Leadership Strand. So Matt, can you give our listeners just a quick introduction to who you are and where you serve? Absolutely. Tom, first of all, thanks for having me. Thanks for Future Ready for, for having me on here. I just really, really appreciate it and uh, glad to help with whatever I can. Uh, proud superintendent of Lakota Local Schools just north of Cincinnati, Ohio. And um, as Tom mentioned, these are unprecedented times. And so um, I don't have the answers, but uh, I know what we've done and I know what other people are doing. And so it's about networking and figuring it all out. Yeah, you know, Matt, there's just so much uncertainty out there. Obviously, you know, different governors shutting things down for the year. Obviously, just chaos globally. People don't know when this is going to end. Numbers are mounting. And what is it something that gives you as a superintendent right now? What's something that gives you hope? What's that that light at the end of the tunnel or that beacon of hope that you have right now? I think, I think Tom, one of the things that um, is appealing to me in terms of, of hope is that this seems like it's a rallying point, right? I mean, first and foremost, we want to take care of our people. We want everyone to be healthy and to be safe. And so there's some um, spirit and, and camaraderie in that. And then it's like, what do people and how can we help um, get kids fed? How can we provide a continuum of education once, you know, sort of that basic need part is met? And that's, a, that's an ongoing thing too. Um, but really, it's just uh, people coming together and collaborating. I have had um, a lot of Zoom calls and interactions, not just with superintendents and ed leaders like you, but um, with teachers and guidance counselors. And, and before, where you'd have maybe barriers or silos between districts or parts of a state or, or a state itself, those things are gone now. And it just feels like people are coming into together and trying to figure out how, how to make this work for everybody. And there's just really a, a cooperative spirit that we haven't seen in quite some time, I don't think. Yeah, I certainly agree with that. And you started to allude to some of the obstacles. So as a superintendent, you know, this has not been business as normal in the last number of weeks. What are some of the largest obstacles that you all have had to work through? And, and what, how have you been problem solving some of those? I think, Tom, the first thing we had to figure out was how to take care of our kids in terms of feeding our kids. And so we met as a group and talked to other neighboring districts about how are we going to feed breakfast and lunch to our, our neediest populations. And so I'm blessed with a great team, as I'm sure many other superintendents are, in figuring that piece out. And so there's logistics in, in making the food and delivering the food and uh, making sure that your people are safe while they're doing it, making sure the other people are safe on the other end. And so that was sort of uh, the first thing that we did. After that, we dove headfirst into what remote learning looks like for our district, but we tried to be intentional about it in terms of giving our teachers and staff uh, time to prep for that and prepare so they weren't going on the fly. And, and again, day one of what remote learning looks like is gonna be so much different than what day 30 is gonna look like. I mean, we're getting better. We're trying to fine tune some things. I think that that's a challenge too, is just to sort of get everybody up and going. Um, I think the hope piece I think of nothing else right now for superintendents to do is, is you have to take care of the basic needs of your people, but you have to provide hope that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, that we are all in this together. And you can't just, you can't fake that, right? I mean, it, it's gotta be real and it's gotta be, you have to like lift people up because right now people are, 
are isolated and they don't know what's going to happen next and they just want some answers. And so I think as superintendents and education leaders, we're trying to provide that the best way we can. Um, but we do have to, you know, once we're communicating, whether it's a teleconference or a Zoom like this, we have to be hopeful and give our people um, some sort of guidance about what we think is coming next and what we're hoping um, to accomplish for our kids and for our teachers and staff. Yeah, one of the things I always see you share from a Lakota end is the hashtag, what is it, in this together or part of your motto related to that. And it's been so yeah. evident coming out. You know, Matt, one of the things that I, I heard you say recently online was you said, we, we're going to worry about remote taking care of people before we worried about remote learning. And I think that really just speaks to yeah. people first and with the, just the mindset of your team there. You know, Matt, I also know you're a, an amazing um advocate for equity and recognizing, you know, all means all and, and not allowing this to, to really increase some of those gaps, especially for our traditionally marginalized groups or those that are just really most in need. So how are you prioritizing those students really that are most in need and part of those groups? So uh, you bring up a great, a great point, Tom, about the equity issue. And I think we're probably six or eight years behind where we should be in terms of equity for our kids. In fact, I think I met you at, at a, at a event, a future ready event where equity was the big piece then. And, and that was uh, several years ago. So um, I think in terms of our kids, that's another piece on the equity and digital connectivity for our students that we shouldn't have to be worrying about now, but we are. And so it's, it's, been, it's unfortunate that a pandemic and the crisis brought us to this point. Uh, but for, for me, it's been, um, I'm blessed with a great technology team that finds solutions. Um, they've been reaching out to the lo local cable providers um, for that connectivity piece. The other thing um, that we have in Lakota that's been huge for us is we have an Office of Diversity and Outreach and Inclusion. And so um, the staff there has made the connections with our families that weren't connected, that didn't have internet access at home to set us up with either um, through the cable companies, but really a lot of it is through MiFi spaces that we're lo loaning families and, and neighborhoods. And so um, that's helping our kids um, stay connected. But I know that there are so many other districts across the country, whether it's because they're in remote parts of the state or, or, or the country, or they just don't have the access or the bandwidth to get things done. And so I worry about that. Um, and I'm hoping that uh, once we get through this crisis, because we will, um, that this is uh, after taking care of the basic needs of, of feeding our kids and, and some of the social emotional pieces, I hope we as a nation figure out how we're going to um, level the playing field so that all kids have access and all means of all. Yeah, it's been such a core tenant of Future Ready Schools, like you said, for really since our inception. Um, but in taking a look at it, the inequities and the disparities that are there have just been amplified in the past number of weeks. But the good thing is it's on the front burner and people can no longer ignore them, um, really being front and center. You know, Matt, fear is just so rampant in our world right now. And you just you turn on the news, you look at an app, you see statistics, you see numbers climbing, you see governors closing schools. You know, fear is just so real. And as a super superintendent, you've got a community, you've got people, teachers that, that you're trying to take care of that look up to you. How do you as an educational leader navigate your own kind of fear map in that regard? But what recommendations do you have for others? I think um, one of the best things, Tom, that, that I've kind of grown into is just listening to others around me. 
and that doesn't mean just other superintendents. I mean, I, I talk to superintendents every single day just because of the work, but also people on my executive team, um, people in my community. I have um, a fire chief that lives right next door to me. We talk all the time now about how we're taking care of um, the students at Lakota, but I also talk to him and, and talk to him about taking care of, of his guys that, that are under him too. And so it's not, um, it's not something that is a title or a position. It's really just getting um, in a room, either virtually or on the phone, and talking about what, where are we at, what needs to be done, what are you hearing about this and about this pandemic, and how can we figure out people that can help us. And this is not a time to be prideful for anybody or to be embarrassed about asking for help because I think we've all done it um, right now. And it's just, you know, part of it, like you said, Tom, was, was fear of the unknown. We're trying to build a, pa a path forward and hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll be on the downside of this. It doesn't feel like it yet. Um, but as you alluded to very early on in the, in the call was, you know, a lot of states are doing things different and we're trying to figure it out. And so it's just trying to stay connected. I think if, if nothing else, in a weird way, we're all isolated now, but we've all been talking and collaborating more as educators and as people that just want to help other people get through this. Yeah, and hearing from a superintendent, the vulnerability, the humility, not expecting to have every answer every time, I think just offers such hope in and of itself of being really in this together. So a couple of final questions for you. You know, you're somebody that you're spending literally around the clock taking care of your people, your principals, your community. Um, how is it that you, Matt Miller, take care of yourself? And what recommendations do you have for educators to do the same? Um, wondering if my daughter prompted this question. Um, you know, it was pretty um, hard early on because it was sort of wake up, go to work, stop working, go to bed, just because so many things were happening. And, you know, and it's not just me, it's my team too. And we were talking on a Zoom every single day for a minimum of an hour about taking care of kids. Um, I think in terms of me taking care of myself, I know I need to um, take breaks periodically throughout the day. I do, um, I did get back on my schedule with working out in the morning uh, through my gym with on a Zoom, ironically. And so um, that's a good stress relief for me. Um, but I can tell when I'm kind of going off the rails a little bit and sort of taking care of myself. Um, I think having this, we're, we're close to a break. I know, I'm not sure the timing of this edition going out, but we're close to Easter break. So that'll give us a little bit of downtime. And Tom, that's another thing. I'm, going to shoot a video here in just a few minutes from my community and essentially telling the kids and the teachers and staff take care of yourself over this next four day long weekend and let's unplug as much as we can because we've been in this for a little while you know it's not uh, going to be over anytime soon so here I am again preaching um, but um, I know that I have to take the same advice that I'm giving to other people and uh it's good to have my reminders. Yeah, good stuff there. You know, going back to when your very first words here on this this episode, and you introduced yourself as the, the proud superintendent in Lakota, and I know you are very proud. You're proud of your team. You've probably said our kids, our community, our team, you know, a dozen times already just in this episode. And, and I know that to be true and just seeing everything that you exude and put out. So my question for you, you know, I know you're, you're super proud to be that superintendent, always proud of your team. But in the last couple of weeks, they've completely turned everything upside down and reinvented things. And so what is it in your district and with your teams that, that you're, as the superintendent, most proud of right now? 
Um, you know, it's, it's really how fast everybody collaborated and got together and pushed out a plan for our kids. It wasn't perfect and it's messy and it still is, but it's getting better. But I'll tell you, Tom, probably the thing that um, I was the most uh, proud about happened on a, on a Zoom call um, earlier this morning with my executive team. We put out a survey to our parents and to our students about how are things going. We're two weeks into this. Um, what's working? What's not working? What needs to get better? And it was just so positive from, from the parent perspective of um, things are going really well. I mean, by and large, things are going really well. Um, and so some of the questions for the kids were essentially, what do you miss right now? What are you missing? Or what's not working well? And the top responses, by and large, were I miss my friends and I miss seeing my teacher. And so those weren't things that we came up with and said, pick these. These are the, the responses that we got back from the kids. And so um, I think it's like when I see things like that, that education does matter. Being at school does matter. Remote learning is working, um, but the face-to-face, -face, we can't replace that right now. So um, I like seeing that. Um, and I also think the, the positivity and the responses from the families and the kids about that they like working at their own pace and at their own schedule and structure. So I think, Tom, too, there's part of this um, remote learning right now that we're having to deal with. I wonder, and I've challenged some of my, my, my leaders in the district and teachers, I wonder what we're gonna carry back to the room we get there. Because I think that's another story that we're gonna have to tell, because I think there are some positive things going on, whether it's the teleconferencing piece, working, um, remotely sometimes, but also sort of the scheduling and pacing on your own. So I'm kind of excited about what's going to happen once we get over this big hump um, for our kids. Yeah, I totally agree. Education, I mean, if we go back just to the same as it always was, man, what a missed opportunity because there are so many great things happening coast to coast that, that going back into a traditional mindset, whether it's just the amount we're collaborating with parents, the amount we're just trying to personally connect with kids, the way that we're putting kids, the social emotional side and seeing them as the whole child first and foremost, or worrying about basic needs or connectivity. If those things fall off the radar the moment that, that this pandemic ends, like we've completely lost and failed at that. And so, you know, leveraging those pieces moving forward and combining it with the great things that we do miss right now, those in-person pieces, I think we can come out this stronger in the end there for sure. So one question for you before I let you go, my friend, I know you're very busy. So my last question is this, you know, whether it's a superintendent, a first grade teacher, a first year teacher, a veteran teacher, what's a piece of advice that you have for educators in the midst of this pandemic to keep moving forward? What do you got for them? Um, I think I think it goes back a little bit to the hope, but also that we need to stay collaborative. Once this is all over, we need to remember that when things are really bad for us, we got through it because we worked together, we networked, we problem solved and found solutions. It wasn't politics, it wasn't um, anything tied to one single school district. It was that truly a spirit of we are in this together, and uh, we got this, and we'll figure it out. So I'm hoping that collaborative spirit just continues from here. I really do. I just hope that it's sad that a pandemic had, a, had changed our mindset in that regard, but I'm hopeful that uh, we'll carry through with some of the positive things that are going on. That's Matt Miller, everybody. Matt, thanks so much for your time today. Tom, thanks. Thanks for having me. Always good to talk to you.